Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. Welcome to the podcast. This is even more about nothing. I am your run true and only host. They call me Mookie. I'm lying. Rafiki out here being fraudulent. He's gone. I don't know where he is, what he did. He might have fallen down a hole. He's out in the fields. He's farming. He went and got a hoe and a spade and his gimmick is planting some petunias. All we're going to say is hubba tub tub. Running through the six. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to cut it out. No, uh, he's he's indisposed right now, so we're just recording the podcast. We have two um, special guests today. We'll get to them in a minute, but uh, introduce because yourself, young man. Actually, first of all, I apologize from the bottom of our hearts. What we said out here is to put forth what we think is entertainment and just the opportunity for you guys to relish in what we believe as. Uh, hopeful and true. So I do apologize that our guest lied. He is not the true host. I am. It is your boy, Matt. Some call me Mateo. You see this man? You see this man. <laughs> but you don't see it because he's listening. Do you hear this man? He can't see him anywhere. In real life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, First of all, listen here, Barbara Coley. Hey! 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 All right, this is about to get real out of hand, but y'all know what it is. It's your favorite uncle that's never invited to the barbecues. It's Matt. So, yeah. What's going on? Returning to the podcast from Promised Land. It's your boy Timmy Tunga. <laughs> but your boy's on social media, so I'm not gonna give that plug. So oh. All right, yes. I'll be back next Sunday. Actually, wait a minute, I'll do it at Matt underscore Ogutu on everything. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. I sometimes tweet funny stuff. People sometimes like them or retweet them. I don't. So yeah, Tim does it because he's not on social media. No, I don't anyway, regardless. Anyways, he's irrelevant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they've been on the podcast before. Matter of fact, they were on some. They were on our most popular podcast episode ever. Well, one of them uh, was. Well, yeah, one of them was. It's been a minute, but um, they're back now. So go ahead and introduce yourself, fellas. Yo, what up, everybody? I'm Dominic. They call me that guy, Damo. Yeah, baby pickle on the scene. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense again. When I was on a a show, I think it was like the first or second one. I think you were on, yeah, the second yeah. one. But yeah, I've been gone, but now I'm back. Um, glad to be back. I'm not sure what the topic is we're going to be talking about today, but yeah. Let's oh, do this. Help, help, help. Help. Right. That was amazing. Um, my name is Wes, <clears throat> or, or what you can call me is Wes Lowkey. Sorry, I just ate some nasty chips. And um, yeah, I've never been on this podcast before. So so it's a first time. So yeah. round of applause for our boy Wes Lowkey. Lowkey, yeah. Wes, yeah. Wes Lowkey. Yeah. So, and I think this is a great way to segue into what we're going to talk about first because Dominic, that guy Domo, was on, I believe he's on the podcast where we actually talked about our favorite Power Ranger season. Yes, we did. We really did. And then and somebody and then had the audacity to say the nonsense. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 
we all know if you if you've been with us for a while, you know what we're talking about. And all we're gonna say is rip the dream because that we just we just don't. That is the individual. We do not believe that as a whole. <laughs> so and we, we there's condone, a reason he's no longer around anymore. We condone kidding, we kidding, condone kidding. those actions. We do not like that season of Power Rangers. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, we're actually talking about um, the Power Rangers movie, which is coming out. Uh, we only have like a couple months till it comes out now, yeah. and they just dropped. We just dropped. They just dropped. We <laughs> they just dropped the second trailer for it, which makes at least me personally. I had some qualms watching the first trailer, yeah. but mm-hmm. this second one kind of put a lot of those at ease because it just looks. So much better, and there's so much more to look. We actually, finally got a good look to it at the Zords, and we'll kind of go. I can kind of explain what happens during the trailer, but we got a good look at the Zords, uh, them in action a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, we got to see um, Zordon and so, Alpha. Yeah. I like the way Alpha looks now. Like I don't know, like yeah, I, he, I did, he, I did like, like, like that, in yeah. the original, he looked like kind of looks like a goofy. And that's because that, that was because that was the vibe back then. True. Well, like the um the concept that they had on there, like at first I wasn't feeling it because it looked kind of weird. Yeah, like, like it scary. reminded me of Chronicle. He had, he looked like a hammerhead yeah. shark. Like it just looked weird. True. And then when he actually came out, I was like, oh okay. He yeah. And at first up. I didn't really like the suits and how it kind of like alienated yeah. Yeah. on them. But now I, I feel a lot better about it. Just kind of seeing them, especially in action. Uh, CGI looks great. Looks amazing. I don't. I st- I'm still. I still don't know how I feel about like them physically getting the powers they almost they did the Spider-Man approach to it especially yeah. like if you watch the Tobey Maguire one where it's just like <laughs> glasses on glasses off glasses on glasses off or the if you watch the first episode of season one of The Flash like on CW he's like lightning gave me abs <laughs> you can see Jason's character checking himself out in the mirror like he didn't have abs yep. before boy we know you've been training for weeks for this <laughs> don't play off like you didn't have abs before I'm mad he broke the sink. Like, yes, you can't replace that. Really well, I mean, it's Hollywood money, so you never know. Anyways, yeah, there's lots of stuff. Uh, so, so no. one thing I have to point out. While, while, while I was watching the trailer for the second one, it kind of caught me off guard, but I think I saw what I saw. But is the Black Ranger not black anymore? No, but that was, like, that, that, that was actually Ranger? that was actually one of the things leading up to it. So the uh, <laughs> the actor, I forget his name, the black guy, mm-hmm. he is Billy. So he's the blue okay. Ranger. So that makes okay. Yeah, that was like one of the big things leading I mean, up like, to this one. In my opinion, I feel I feel like if, if they were going to change the color, they should at least made him like the Yellow Ranger. Well, but the thing is, they're but, still trying to stick yeah. to like the original reveal yeah. where the girls were pink and yellow. True. Yeah, and then the guys had red, blue, and black. If it's... Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um, Mookie, do you have any initial thoughts before we, like, do a deeper dive? Um, Like I said, first trailer, I was like... I mean, when the first posters came out, I'm like, ah, this looks like hot garbage. Somebody did this in in, in Nintendo. Paint. (laughs) (laughs) They used used Mario Paint to to, to do those graphics. It was bad. You remember Mario Sunshine? Listen. Are they doing a reboot? Is there a reboot for that? Anyway. Super Mario Sunshine 2. Anyway. um, Long story short, after the first trailer, I'd pretty much given off all hope. And then everyone kept talking about the second trailer. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. I saw um, like a breakdown frame by frame. And I was like, okay, okay. But I just caught like the last five, um, I would say last 10 seconds of the breakdown trailer where they talked specifically about um, the full Megazord. And I was like, okay, so this is going to be interesting. We just now watched the full trailer. 
Um, I have tempered expectations, but I have hope. Um, I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I think it could be better than trash. It's going to be better than Transformers 2. Help us all if it isn't. Oh, Lord. Oh, help. Um, But no, I'm... Transformers 2? Transformers 2 is all right. Are you sure? It was Revenge oh, of the Fallen. It was okay. okay. Transformers three, and then they kept just you know steamrolling. Well, no, 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 no. I take it back. The one that had Mark Wahlberg in it. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. talk about that. <laughs> it was, it was it, as long as it's better than that. That never existed. It was so random because it's like, where did Mark Wahlberg come on? He for some reason an electrical engineer, a genius level electrical engineer, is not working at a tech factory in Texas. He lives on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and just doesn't want to do anything but build garbage. With his Excuse daughter, me, with his daughter with some like bad boy. And, and here's my thing: back up. If you have that much land in Texas, you're not paying no bills. Exactly. Your bills is not backed up. Land is worth a lot in Texas, and you got. You got Buku Lamb, but you can't pay bills? That movie made zero sense. We're going to move on because I'm about to talk about how terrible Michael Bay's <laughs> destructions look. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm excited. Um, what tempered expectations? Yeah. Let's say I'm whelmed. I'm whelmed. That, that's a good way to very look at whelmed. it. Very whelmed. I've very much fallen to the yeah. whelmed category. <laughs> so oh, let's just kind of go around the table and kind of say, uh, what would you give, like, kind of like a rate? Not quite a rating, but like expectations for it or what do you you think it'll be if you think it'll be good bad I think it's gonna be like really good they're gonna make like multiple movies with the different um, universes of Power Rangers stuff especially when they have like the villain she's more evil than she is in like the cartoon show well not the cartoon show but like the kids show like she's like yeah I'm gonna kill the Power Rangers she actually does stuff to kill the Power Power Rangers She's actually, like, summoning monsters and dirt and everything like that. Yeah, I love how, like, they kind of got out of, like, the kitty mode where it's all like, yeah, we fight for friendship. Like, it's like, no, this one, they're beating each other brutally. It looks amazing. I love the fact that Rita Repulsa is actually, like, evil as heck. I love it. Um, In the future movies, if they do make more, I think we could all agree that we would love to see Green Ranger, a.k.a. Tommy, in this. There's no way they couldn't do that. If If they didn't, I'm going to blow them up. They could they could do that and like have him them him train them even more. That would be so lit. Yeah, but, they, they, so but I don't want them to make it like super cliche where he trains them, then he gets captured, and then they have to fight whoever has captured him. Things like that. That'd be too cliche. Very. Um. Mookie, Matt, Timmy. Um. <laughs> I mean, pretty much like I said, uh, if I were to give it the expected grade level that I think it'll be. Uh, after the first one, I probably would have gave it like a C minus, like a C minus, almost like a high D. Uh, right now, it's probably sitting at about a B minus. Probably, probably B minus is what I would what I would expect from it. So it's it's not bad, but there's there's definitely um, they still have a lot to prove. Like we're just doing seeing glimpses of, from trailers and stuff like that. But true, true, true. Yeah, I. I'd give it a solid B as of right now. Uh, of course, uh, we'll see as, as far as, like, when plot comes up and all that. Um, but, like, overall, from, like, CGI and uh, all that, I'd love to solid B. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because with the first trailer, um, and I know lots of movies do this, but with this one, it was just so crucial that uh, I think, like, they get the story right and how they present it to us that there wasn't a lot of... Uh, continuity or engagement as to how the storyline would progress essentially all they gave us in the first trailer was 
this is Power Rangers. There's going to be an issue, and they're going to have to get their powers to fix it. And that's all he gave us. In the second one, we kind of see a little more flushed out um, of the characters. We see a little more of the chemistry that's going to go on between them. Uh, as we saw the scene where they first fall into the cave and they're like in the water and they're emanating their Power Ranger colors or the color of the coins that they found. Um, yeah, and then you see that it really will be trying. It will. It won't be just like some random '90s uh, kids show where they're doing like animated backflips every time an explosion goes off but it'll be like explosions there'll probably be deaths um people close to them are gonna get hurt or gonna be in like very crucial danger and i think it did the second one really did a good job reaffirm uh or reaffirming us that there'll be at least the thought not necessarily application of a thought out storyline for yeah, I think one of the things I think Donald says it reminds him of Chronicle, which is um, camera angles. It might even be the same director. I have to look it up. I don't know. But camera angles, the way the action shot looks good. And, like, here's my thing. We all remember watching Power Rangers as a kid and be like, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. And then you watch it at 12, and you're like, is that a shoebox? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did that Megazord just knock over a shoebox? <laughs> I need to read. That's a that's a Nike shoebox. It's a size twelve Hirachi from nineteen ninety two. What's going on? And like, I mean, and again, they were working with the budget they had, but now um, obviously, it's, I mean, they have more of a budget. Than yeah, it's a very CGI production, but it looks realistic. Like the city actually feels like it's in danger, you know. So um, I think they did a good job of drawing some realism into the fantasy that is Power Rangers. So, I'm excited. I, I'm well. I'm well. Ooh. I like the Megazords, though. I'm going to scroll through this trailer just look at them. Like, the Megazords look really good. Like, yeah. it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Transformers a little bit because, you know, it is, mm-hmm. you know, mechanical and everything. But, like, they stay true to what their, like, different Thors are. Like, the Tiger, the... Just, all I see is, like, the Tiger in this one right now. But, like, this movement on it is just, like, disgustingly good. Like, they just, boom, look at that. Tiger, Uh, Rhino, all that stuff. The pterodactyl. My one and only question or thought, if they're going to have this in the movie, is uh, Goldar. Mm -hmm. What was that his name? Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. yeah. Is, is that isn't that essentially who the the monster they're fighting, the giant monster? Yeah, it's are? Goldar. Because I remember they okay. said they're like that's a lot of gold, and yeah, I believe that. Yeah, because in like the original Pioneers, he was like a cat like dude with the purple face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he was a regular monster. Eventually, he became like a mega monster, and he got yeah. beat up multiple but, times. Like <laughs> it seems like Rita Repulsa is gathering gold because she breaks into like a depository. So it seems like she's gathering gold throughout yeah. the movie to form Goldar. Um, and instead of, because everybody knows the Power Rangers format. Power Rangers get called, it's a monster. They attack the monster, they get beat. And then, for some reason, they all of a sudden figure out if they attack at the same time, and it happens every episode, they all attack at the same time and defeat the monster. And they turn around, and the Michael Bay explosion goes off, and they stand there in a pose, or they start walking off. And then, before they can take two steps, 
the monster is rejuvenated into a giant form. And then... Oh, they, I'm going to stop you right there. There's an episode of Ninja Storm they did not use that formula, but I'll let you continue. I'm talking about the original. Oh, like, we can go back. And okay. Literally, every single episode, the formula does not change. <laughs> and then they act surprised on episode 16 when the same thing happens that has happened every time for the last 16 episodes. <laughs> the monster goes up in a ball of flames. The little... Spl- and it was a scroll in Ninja Storm, now that you say that. But then they did a little thing, and the monster is a bigger version, and then they cut. They, they, the we Megazords. need Megazords. <laughs> the Xenozords come out, and they form the Megazord, and one of two things happens. They either beat the thing in like two seconds, or for some reason, they don't use the Megazord. And they just get knocked. Their shoeboxes get knocked over, <laughs> and then they manage, guys, we need to pull this together. And they do what they're supposed to do from the beginning, get the mega sword, and slash them twice, and it's over. That is very true. It's, very, it's, very a, true. it's a calculated formula. I just told you that. I, I just gave you the formula for the first 16 episodes of Power Rangers Mighty Morphin. Yeah, go go watch it. <laughs> and I love the way I give you a dollar if I'm too. wrong. I, I'm still kind of iffy on the suits. I love the way they look. I don't like suits. Like, I don't like the way they, like, just like Tim said, I don't like the way they, like, had the alienation on yeah. or whatever, but I like the way they look. Like, I like the look of it. It looks so dope. Yeah. Anyways, Power Rangers, we're looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you guys are looking forward to it, too, and hopefully it does not do uh, what most movies do to ruin our childhood for us. Yeah. I hope Anyways. they, like, I hope they, they do kind of like how Marvel's doing it. They'll do, like, one universe, and then they'll tie it in at the end and then do it in the next one. And they, I want them to do, like, another Power Rangers war. Mm, that'd that would be interesting. Be amazing. But, obviously, they would have to really flesh out a lot of characters because if they were to do a war, even, like, as a connected movie, they would have to have a lot of, like, standalones leading up to it. Yeah. And that's, first of all, that's a lot of time. And not all of the Power Rangers that should be in it, like... I feel like deserve a movie. And that's a whole different discussion for another day. But I don't know. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Anyways, enough Power Ranger talk. Mookie, what you got? Let's uh, talk about the Nintendo Switch. Um, like, we can pretty much say everyone, everyone else in this room either started on a Nintendo or, um, Tim, you... I wouldn't say you started on Nintendo. You probably started on the PS2. No, he's Nintendo. You started on Nintendo? Yeah. 64. Yeah, because you guys have Nintendo's house. I had Nintendo back home. You guys had Nintendo's. Like, we all have fond memories of the 64 or the Super NES for for some of us. Um, It was super weird. Like, my dad bought us a Super NES, but my mom hid it for, like, six years. And... How? I don't ask questions. <laughs> My mom hated it for like six years. So I went to visit the States. We came back with the N64. She goes, you already have a Nintendo. I'm like, where? What you mean you already have a Nintendo? She's like, oh, yeah, I hit it. <laughs> yeah, she brought, she, she brought out that Super NES. And, oh, no, I take it back. My dad bought us the Super NES. And then when we got back to the apartment, Abu, my man Abu, um, was like, you know, this is old, right? And so we went back to the store, bought a 64. Um, instead of just returning the Super NES. Anyway, we came back to, to Africa with the Super NES and the 64, played the crap ton of Zelda, and then, of course, we had Zelda Ocarina of Time, Snowboard Kids. Um, man, good time. And then Mortal Kombat, we couldn't play that because Miles got mad, so my dad sent over Mario 64. 
Very fond memories of me. If you can't tell, I have very vivid memories of the N64. Nintendo always so close to my heart, yeah. but it's been Xbox and PlayStation for the last 13 years up in this game. Um, <laughs> we've been out here really trapping out of the Bando 1080p 4K game and all that nonsense. But Nintendo Switch has finally announced with a March 3rd release date. Yo, that's soon. My pockets are not ready. March just got a whole lot more expensive. Listen. And if y'all trying to donate... Listen, we, are, we might slide in that inbox. This is so gently. <laughs> <laughs> or Venmo us. Yeah, you, can, you can fit, I need my number. It's 91355. <laughs> it's in the cash app. Yeah. Just Venmo me the funds real quick. We're, we're just kidding. Maybe or maybe not. That's up to you. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, it's awesome that Nintendo is putting out a awesome home console that is also a premium handheld. Yeah. To me, I'm treating it as a premium handheld console because if you ask me, it does not compare in any way, shape, or form to the PS4 or the Xbox One, much less the Xbox One S, much less even the Xbox One Scorpio that's going to come out in the fall, which Xbox is still claiming is going to be the most powerful console ever made for a black period. Same thing. Compare. It's not. It's not up to par with the PS4, much less the PS4 Pro. Um, so I am treating the system as a premium handheld. What reason I say that is when it's connected to the dock, um, it runs at 900p on it on any TV. 1080p is kind of standard. We watch our movies. And I have bootlegs that are 1080p. <laughs> so like the fact that Nintendo can't put out a 1080p console is kind of staggering and a little bit annoying. But the fact that it's high resolution quality when it's in um, handheld mode and it's locked 30 frames per second, that's good enough for me. It's going to look great. It's going to be fluid. We're not going to have any lagging. What's not exactly clear right now is if you can leave the dock at home and then just pick up, pick it up like a giant DS and like yeah. play with it. Or if you have to have the dock in your backpack or whatever, we're not exactly clear on that fact right now. But I will be treating the system as a premium handout. March third is the release date. It is going to cost three ninety nine ninety nine. No, two two ninety nine ninety nine. So it's so, all right. So it's not bad, but like for the same exact price or fifty dollars more. For fifty dollars more, you could buy. You can buy a brand new Xbox One S. Because they're two. Yeah, they're two forty nine right now. Right now. You can go out there and GameStop pre owned. Three forty nine. Hmm? If you walk right if now. you go in the GameStop right now, you put two forty nine at yeah, well. Yeah. If you put yeah, if you put yeah. Three forty nine. I can't do math. It's if, around the three hundred dollar price. Right? Actually, I take it back. If you walk in the GameStop, you put two forty nine nine nine. You can walk out with the pre owned Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. Hmm. Yeah, that's a real life story. That's what I was trying to say. So, for fifty dollars less, matter of fact, you can buy you can buy a PS Four Xbox One fifty dollars more. But you can buy a really brand new one. Nintendo Switch. All that being said. We're still going to figure out a way to get one. It's going to be kind of a community console. We're going to stream Zelda for you guys. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, with, with the Nintendo Switch, they've shown us two games, two pretty iconic games 
for Nintendo. Yeah. Breath Zelda of the Wild, Wild which and Super people... Mario Odyssey. Oh my and you know goodness. they're going to bring Smash Bros. Ah. Yes. If they don't bring Smash Bros, I'm rioting. My that is like... <laughs> Those two games alone, worth it for me getting that console. Yeah. That That's what I was... All that hullabaloo about how much it costs and what you can get for cheaper, yeah, yeah, 1080p, none of that is relevant because we're finally going to have an amazing Zelda game for the first time in a long time. Not to mention Zelda, like Mario's bigger, literally like... The world sizes are bigger than any other Mario game ever. There's multiple worlds. They even have New Donk City, which yeah, like, looks like New York City. I, I remember, and, it is, and I'm glad he said, like, the worlds, because I believe um, reading up on uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, the new game they're coming out with, uh, there's a lot more chance for exploratory uh, purposes. And I, I remember seeing an uh, image, I forget where it was, on Facebook, um, where they had... Taken what they have found from various sources and pieced together uh, how exactly how large the map is, and I believe that even looking at Skyrim's map was like a portion of what Zelda has. Yeah. So what they were saying is everything that we've seen is from one segment of the game, the plateau. The plateau is supposedly one percent of the game map. Oh, man. And like Skyrim is gargantuan. Yeah. Um, but what I think it is, it's like when they say one percent of the game map, I don't think it's this huge landmass. I think what it is is like when you move, it's like a huge landmass, but it's just like one percent of the game. And then when you move on to the next stage, it loads another huge landmass. Yeah. Because if it is this gargantuan map, that's gonna be intimidating to some people. Granted, Zelda doesn't usually have a lot of side quests where you can get distracted. It's kind of pretty linear. There's things here and there you can do to get. Um, you can get this shield. I mean, like when you're in the original Zelda. Okay, I take it back. In Ocarina of Time, before you left the village, you could have upgraded your sword and your shield twice. Were they the best sword and shield in the game? No. You had to do a little bit extra to get the coconut shield, but it was useless. But it was better than what you had. Um, I know it's not actually called the coconut shield, but it looks like a coconut shield. Calm down. <laughs> Slow your horses. I know we some know, of y'all we know about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I beat the game 16 times. I know what I'm talking about. Slow your roll. Anyway, getting back to the point. If it is that huge, good luck. I mean... I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have a hard time flip flopping between that and Mass Effect Andromeda right now. I'm struggling. I don't know if I'm gonna play it on PC or PS4 because that game looks gorgeous. As soon as Mass Effect comes out, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I am quitting school. Uh, <laughs> no communication with the outside world. Going. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I actually just put my two weeks in at one of my jobs. Um, we. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, that's a nice opportunity with these games, though. <laughs> I just have one question and one question only. What's going on? So, with me being the only person in this room that does not have an iPhone how do you guys feel that the Nintendo Switch will be like will have a software that's like relatively based off of Android I don't, I don't really care yeah. I mean as long it as I play Smash Bros and beat everybody in this room you're trash you are trash as long as I can play everybody's garbage Which is, here's my thing I like the fact that they're going with the Android system because I want their N- Nintendo online system to work Mm-hmm. Because they tried it on Wii and it was ah, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Thing. That they tried thing. to do the proprietary like we mark we designed this thing specifically for the Nintendo crowd. You designed it for a small year old inebriated buffoon. <laughs> no, that thing did not work. It is not that is not okay. It is not okay. I don't mean it's not assaulting to small people, but I wasn't what I meant. Well, anyway, the system did not work. It, it would do, mm, no. 
So I'm glad that they went to something that actually works. I hope the system works. I will not be paying that price. Because here's my thing. I pay 60 bucks a month, or 60 bucks a year for Xbox Live. Pay the same exact 60 bucks a year for PSN. They raise their prices from 50 to 60. When I purchase a game or they give me a game, game of the month, I own that game forever as long as my subscription is valid. And on Xbox, you can actually finagle a little bit. I don't, I can't, we are not sponsored, but we're trying to get the budget up, so I can't tell you that secret. But a Google search will help you out. <laughs> as long as you credit us. As long as don't, you do not credit us. You do not hear about it on this podcast. You do not know me. My name is not Mookie. Uh, <laughs> my name is not Mookie. Uh, but they give you a game and it's like a rental. It's like, hey, here's a free game that you can rent for three weeks. And then we got to take away your rights to the game. Like, that's not how game deals are done. Like, if you, especially like, you're going to give us classic games with like Bomberman. They're going to give us Bomberman with online functionality and then take it away after three weeks. What if everybody loves it? What if that's the kind of thing that people have been waiting for that gonna drive console sales with the hard because we all we I would consider myself a hardcore gamer. I would consider this group of people hardcore to Hold on, let's gamers. do a sidebar real quick. I just upgraded that about two weeks ago. We had a meeting. Hold on, we had a conversation about this in one of the last few episodes about how I did not consider myself a true gamer. Lo and behold I stepped out literally the next day <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing a game and uh, certain events occurred and Mookie just looks at me. He's like, you have now officially joined the club. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. No, I would consider the, this group of guys who are on a podcast about video games and nerd media and nerd lifestyle, um, hardcore gamers. We understand how the game systems work. We understand our preferences. We know where to go to find the information. Like, y'all know where to go to find FIFA information, and I know where to go to find literally everything else. IGN.com, by the way. Shout out to y'all, because y'all are dope. I know y'all not listening, but hey, shout out to you anyway. I got the app on my phone, so I get all the news. Exactly! <laughs> um, but here's my thing. We care about the console. We, like, we've been playing games since we were young, so it's integrated into our life. We're going to get the system because we have memories connected or just to play Smash. Anyway, um, mom, dad, grandma, Uncle Joe, Salvatore, the neighbor who just kind of <laughs> likes has money and just gives stuff away <laughs> to the neighborhood kids. They don't know what they're doing. So, like, why would you would now need to tell them, oh, well, you don't really need this, but then, you know, the GameStop employer is going to try to upsell you anyway, so it might confuse them a little bit. Another thing I'm a little bit disappointed in with the Nintendo Switch is the control system because they got mm. the Joy-Cons, which yeah, seem that. amazing to me that they have this haptic feedback on there. They're calling it HD, HD, whatever. Um, it's cool in concept, but if anybody has not learned from the last 10 years, Xbox has an amazing controller. It is the controller that's widely accepted on PC. Um, it was used in the competitive circuit for forever. I know people prefer the PS4 controller. I think the PS4 controller is the best controller out right now, but I, okay, personally, I think it's a great controller. If you ask me and any other person involved in the game industry, I'm not saying we are, but you know, we have a voice. The Xbox One Elite controller is hands down the greatest controller ever created. Point blank, yep. period. A lot of people might disagree with that, but if you ask the majority... I disagree with that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But as far as, like, ingenuity, engineering, 
form factor, hand feel, like comfortability. For, com- <laughs> that's not a real word, but it's that too, comfortability. <laughs> that controller is just outright one of the best controllers ever made. It is a little heavy. It does get a little uh, confusing. You, sometimes I like the fact that you could take the pads off because in the back, so you don't want to be hitting them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PS4 controller is amazing. How are they still on these mini little Joy Cons that look like a burnt? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> it looks like a jerk, like a chicken fingers, oh, yeah. like chicken strips. Somebody <laughs> just burnt some chicken frits. Those packs of uh, French sticks, French toast sticks. They yeah. look like potato they wedges. Really <laughs> they really look like potato wedges. Come on, Nintendo. We've we've. I know they have their pro controller and it looks decent, but they could have gone with something more aerodynamic, something a little more form factor. A lot of people are playing Smash. Said, okay, we're gonna see how good this thing is, or they're gonna need to have adapters so we can go get this like GameCube control. And I want to give a shout out to Colin Martiardi, who literally called him out on this months before they announced it. Says, hey, you have to create a better controller because if people are using a controller that is 15, 16 years old, what are you doing with your life? Make a better controller. The Xbox 360 controller was good. Xbox One controller is better. PS3 controller was good. PS4 controller is better. Hands down. What is Nintendo doing that the GameCube controller is still the best controller? Again, I'm cleaning all this. I'm annoyed. I'm angry. I'm still buying the dang thing day one. I got my pre-order in before anybody else did. Got mine in. 10 a.m. I got connected like that. Well, that's when GameStop opens? I mean... Well, I actually had mine in at 9.15, but, you know, we're not going to say nothing to nobody. But... All right. Long story short, um, I'm excited for the system... But I have my reservations. Am I getting it? Yes, because of the games, specifically Nintendo, um, really hardcore games like Zelda, Mario. I know that they've opened it up to third-party games. FIFA is going to be on the Nintendo Switch. I'm a little concerned because it's like, this isn't the version from the Xbox One or the PS4. Again, this is a rumor. This isn't the Xbox One, Xbox One or the PS4 version. This is the PS3 and the 360 version upscaled. Uh, kind of sketchy. Um, Skyrim is supposedly on there, but it's not the special edition. It's the regular edition without any DLC. Very concerned about that. Again, it's going to be running at 700p when you're on the playing system. And then 900p when it's docked and hooked up to a TV. All of that irrelevant because Skyrim on the go, I literally might just quit out of college and get me a box because I'm not doing anything with the rest of my life. Skyrim on the go? I would, I, I, that's not, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. It is not allowed to happen. Anyway, long story short, really... Really excited for the Nintendo Switch. I know I hogged up a lot of stuff. We can get into more like specific stats if you want to, but um, I want you guys to go around, give your feelings on it. I know everyone's kind of talked here and there, but yeah, go ahead. Um, well, talk about what you're excited for, what you want to see, your hopes for future of the console. I'm excited to see like kind of like a, a new gaming experience because having like stuff like you know GameCube, then they had the Wii. Then the Wii U, which I have to say is very disappointing, which brings my other statement. I was at another question because when you when you brought up the Wii U, it brought up another question in my mind. With how bad the Wii U flopped, well, I'm not going to say flopped. With how... It flopped. You okay, yeah, it. it definitely flopped. <laughs> okay, so flopped. with how bad the Wii U flopped, do you have the same feeling or the same expectations for the um, Nintendo Switch? 
But, like, for me, I don't think it'll be as bad because, like, I just want to have, like, really positive... Like a like a positive mindset for anything new that's coming. So that's the, I, I know it's a really bad mindset, but I'm like I'm just trying to I'm trying to be really positive about this. Like it's like well you know what they're coming out with something new. It looks kind of cool, you know. Like the software is nice. The games that are gonna be dropping on they seem pretty nice. Like they have like they have 1080 HP now. So I'm like. Ooh. HP. I said HP. What's a 1080 HP? It's a beat of the console. So it's just like, you know, it has some pretty good features. The software is really nice. So I'm like, you know what? I want to give it a try. It does. By the way, it doesn't have 1080p. I read that somewhere like last week. Don't listen to me, guys. Don't do it, please. My thing with it is going to be like this. You can settle beef anywhere you want to go now with that thing. Like, if, somebody talking smack and settle if beef. If Smash comes over, which if, yeah. if it does, which I'm pretty sure it's going to come. Uh, yeah. The, the, the problem, some people are complaining that there's only five or six games in the launch lineup. I don't really care because Zelda and Mario are part of that launch yeah. lineup. And those Everything games going to last forever, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if Zelda is as huge as people are saying it is. Oh, yeah. Man, I feel so inadequate. Again, I'm the only person in the room without a MacBook. But at least I got an iPhone. Anyway, back on topic. <laughs> and like, and like I said, like you can settle any beef you want, like anywhere. Cause like someone's like, yo, you can't beat me in Smash. Bet, pull out your backpack, sit it right there, watch it. Let everybody watch you just smack this dude real quick. That's what I like. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna add get so smacked. It's gonna break. <laughs> 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 I'm saying, you call him Instagram. Okay, you go. No. Okay, but I mean, it's just like. It just brings something new because you don't have to, you know, say, hey, just come over and I'll play you real quick. It's so, nah, bro. You just put out your backpack. Boom. There you go. You know how much money you can win whipping people? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are and you sure you're not Nigerian? There it is. I'm positive. <laughs> I remember watching the first trailer for the Nintendo Switch when they were talking about it in the midst and where it was just like, this dude's real life just carrying his Wii U controller around everywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, I thought it was going to be fake. Like, I thought it was just going to be like a concept video when I first saw like the first video of it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Nintendo wouldn't make nothing like that. It, it just doesn't seem possible. Yeah. But they did it. So but like, I mean, I'm genuinely excited for this. And I'm still debating, like, of course, we're going to try and get the Nintendo Switch. But at the same time, it's like, I still want the the Wii U because, <laughs> you know, there's still games on there that I want to play. One thing I hope is that it's forwards compatible so Wii U games will work on the Switch because that will just make... That'll if make it so much if that is true and they still haven't announced that, they're stupid. Again, Nintendo, not trying to tell you how to run your billion-dollar industry and the gaming industry is $1.2 billion and Nintendo is one of the cornerstones, one of your only few original companies still left. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your business, but cuz, that would have set the floor on fire. Oh, by the way, everything that's on the Wii U right now plays on the Nintendo Switch. Drop the mic, walk off. Cuz, that would have set the place on fire, but no, they didn't do that. So, I don't know. I'm very... I don't want to say I'm unwound. I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited for this console. I am just scared for the lifespan. And, like, they, they need to position this thing as a premium handheld console. Yeah. Because if you place it as a as a home console, 
it doesn't compete. Mm-mm. But it is a premium handheld console. So excited, ready for it to come out. Really hoping it can live up to, um, you know, our expectations. But who are we? I don't know. Just a bunch of black we guys the on the podcast. All right. Um, kind of sticking with video games. There's a game in particular near and dear to all of us here at the round table. It's King Arthur and his knights. It's a, it's a rectangular triangle. A rectangular you're, triangle. You're, you're missing the symbolism here. <laughs> okay. I said King Arthur and his knights. That's you're the right. round table. This Tuesday. Tuesday. The good God has graced us. Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Yes. I promise you. So earlier today, we were at a quick trip. If y'all don't live in the Midwest and you don't have a quick trip near you, first of all, I'm going to pray for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but we walked out and we seen, <laughs> we, seen, we seen a homeboy dressed in his uh, Sunday best like he just got out of church or he was heading back for the evening baptismal. <laughs> the evening baptismal. <laughs> what do you know about that? Do you know about the... Let me stop. You're not ready. <laughs> They're not ready for us tomorrow. Oh, man. <laughs> and, Three hour services. And all I have to say is I was just like, the good Lord gonna bless us this week. Kingdom Hearts 2.8 is coming out. Finally. At least in North America. Finally. And in Europe. It's coming out. And I am excited because now we are finally getting uh, the first glimpse into what the future Kingdom Hearts games are going to operate like. Specifically, we are getting a new addition to the Birth by Sleep uh, chapter of uh, the Kingdom Hearts storyline. And... Um, I know that there was actually surprisingly some news that leaked a little bit earlier into the new year uh, or surrounding, well, not leaked, was released surrounding Kingdom Hearts 3 because we didn't think we'd get anything until after 2.8 dropped. But now 2.8 is literally on our doorstep. And we're that much closer to Kingdom Hearts 3. Actually, I don't know, Mookie, if you read the interview Tetsuya Nomura did towards the end of uh, 2016. Where he was saying, in a sense, Kingdom Hearts 3 has already started. Well, here's my thing. He did that that interview, and then another interview came out this year where he was interviewed about two specific games. And the interview was brilliant when they did this. The interview specifically asked, what is the current status of Final Fantasy VII Remake in Kingdom Hearts 3? And his exact words, if I may quote, there are still a lot of worlds that are untouched. Yes. What does that mean? It's going to be a 2.8.5. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Here's my thing. What I don't want to happen is E3 roll around and that game isn't shown. Because it wasn't really shown last year for, to the best of my recollection. Mm-hmm. I think there was a demo playable on the floor, mm-hmm. but it was one of those, this is in development demos. And it was literally, I think, a five-minute demo. Oh my. That's that's what we call in the in the gaming world a vertical slice. That was created for that one purpose. Nothing else in the world exists except that. What I don't want to happen is we get to E3 and goes Kingdom Hearts three still in development because if that's the case, and it's not coming out to twenty twenty, I don't bet you bank on that. Bank. All right, you bro. Or you, you bet your major, you're gonna switch to neuroscience. Okay, yeah, <laughs> actually. Do you want to shake on that? Let, listen. Do you want to shake on that? I will double major. It's oh my psychology god. Psychology. Oh my and god. Square Enix. Oh if you're listening to this to Nomura. Somebody send yeah. this to Square Enix so listen. we can get this game out by the end of the year, bro. Listen. I want to see this struggle. If, <laughs> if 
that game comes out this year, not only will I, I'm putting it on wax right oh now for the God. whole world to see. Blood I'm going bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this after this episode is out. I mean, it's already on Facebook. I'm gonna put it on Facebook. Listen, he's running the marathon already. If this game comes, if Kingdom Hearts three releases in 2017. Not only will I run a marathon, <laughs> I will double major as a psychology major and a neurosciences major. I don't even like, I can, I'm barely passing neuropsychology now. I will double major as a psychology and a neurosciences oh, major. Oh, man, you, okay, you, 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 you cannot it. take that back because it is now recorded. Yeah, I mean. Want to hear. So we my, have so many witnesses. There's yeah. no way we're going to lose this episode. <laughs> no, no way. we're not losing this episode. Tweet it out right now. I'll that game you, is not coming out this I'm year. I'm putting this in a new song. Early, <laughs> <laughs> early as that game comes out. <laughs> early as no that game. No major. New hit single. Bro. New hit single coming out. I'm, I, y'all think I'm playing, bro? I'm about to release this on the page. And as soon as I get back on social media. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that game doesn't drop this year. Earliest 2019. If it comes out and says, listen, if it comes out and they say, okay. Coming out first quarter 2018, that's good. That means it could come out anywhere between January and March, and we're still good. If they say coming out 2018, good luck, because it might come out 2019. True. Because they have no clue. They don't have a window for that. Not to mention the 37 games that they're supposed to put out. And if you listen to some of the podcast episodes from last year, the Crystal Edition of Final Fantasy, which is just basically the mega edition of everything in Final Fantasy has ever done, is still supposed to come out for the 30th anniversary, which is this year. Hello? Oh, my. Hello? Kingdom Hearts? Where you at? Square Enix? Can you hear me? Who's working on this game, bruh? <laughs> he got 97... <laughs> Like, Shout out to the homie Greg. Uh, Greg always listens to the podcast. We always have this discussion. We always have this fight. Kingdom Hearts is being published by Square Enix. Yes, it's being made by Square Enix. Yes, made by one of the in-house city. And Square Enix is much like Activision. They're a publishing company, so they have multiple companies working on it. But listen, when Final Fantasy fifteen got that pushback, what happened? Everybody had to go home. Listen, whatever you're doing, shut it up. Move into the small office with Chung, and you're working on this new game. Everybody, listen, they pulled every single person who wasn't necess- like necessary on, like, like, you had to be there for the game to function. Everybody got pulled to Final Fantasy. Literally, everybody got pulled to Final Fantasy. Because that was a priority. I don't think Kingdom Hearts is that high of a priority to them as of right now. Not to mention that their American studios keep pumping out Tomb Raider games every two, three years. And they're killing. Kingdom Hearts, uh, I don't know where this game is. I'm so excited for 2.8 because that means it's like something intangible. Like it means we're going to get Something to keep them occupied. Yeah. Right. But you're not distracting me. No. <laughs> you're not distracting me. It's, it's something to tell everybody to shut up. But let's move on from Kingdom no, Hearts. No, no, no. Well, let me say, no. I was going to say something, but then you took that thing and you just threw it out there in the left field. Well, he's just salty. Yeah, he's he's just salty. Salty. I want the game to come out, bro. I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, boy, I'm gonna be posted at the finish line of this marathon with my camera, waiting for this dude. I may be waiting for eight hours, but I'll be waiting. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, I'm waiting to see his first day of school being a double major. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gonna, gonna come out crying if he comes out. Anyways, <laughs> what I was saying is uh, Tetsuya Nomura towards the end of 2016 was doing an interview and he was saying in a way Kingdom Hearts 3 has already started. If you notice 2.8 is called Finer 
final chapter prologue. Mm-hmm. And so what he's saying is this is the introductory phase. So as we all know, when you read a book, the prologue is like the first chapter. Yeah. And so this is... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying like that? And so in a way, uh, Birth by Sleep, this new edition to Birth by Sleep, is the final pages of that prologue to where it will then really kickstart the main story of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which is really cool because when you look at it that way, because everyone's excited because we're thinking like, oh, yeah, this is a new game that we're going to get in addition to uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. No, this is like actually kicking off Kingdom Hearts 3. So we're already getting a taste of what it's going to be. And I think I'm just really excited for that. I'm just I'm excited for the fact that I'm I'm going to be a heathen for a second. I didn't play uh, Birth by Sleep. I watched playthroughs, though. <laughs> I watched play. I did the same. I did the same. Not even shame. Lie. I just got my PS4 like a ago. So I'm really excited to really just uh, get my hands on this playthrough as Aqua and really just like tear trash up. All right, so like I'm gonna say this real quick. Me personally, I'm actually glad that they're okay. I'm not glad they're still in development because I'm ready for it to get out. But I'm glad they're really putting the time into it because uh, I had read an interview as well. And basically what was being said is they do not want anything to be left undone in this Kingdom Hearts game. Like, they want everything to be going along so well to where people aren't like, oh, you forgot about this. You forgot about this. What about this world? What about that? What about this and that? So it's like... So you think it's going to be like a massive... A massive, yes. It's like... Well, they have... There's so much to wrap up. This is is the last of the Xehanort arc. Yeah. So like as far as... I know it's the last of the Xehanort arc. So do you think we'll be seeing worlds from... Like, of course, we'll see like some popular worlds from the first one, Mm -hmm. the second one, and all that. But you think like we'll revisit... All oh, those yes. worlds, you think so? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't th- I don't think we're going to revisit all the worlds because you also have to remember, um, like they do this especially moving from like one to two or even like Dream Drop Distance. Um, like of course there's going to be new worlds, and for that they'll take away some old worlds, and they're just some worlds that wouldn't make sense to go back and revisit. Um, a lot of that, especially with the Disney worlds, has to deal with like their storyline. Like True. what else can you do with those storylines or go back to revisit? Yeah. Them? Um, Obviously, they were able to do that with, um... Wasn't, like, Rechain of Memories or something like that? Well, Rechain of Memories is kind of different because, uh, it's not necessarily going to the world. It's, like, almost a memory format of the world. I hope they have Frozen. And stuff like that. Frozen would be a weird one to do. Would, yeah, actually, well, that, 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 that goes into my next question for <laughs> what everyone. Would you what, see in, in, in a perfect world... Oh, really? I mean, let's actually save that for the top five. Actually, we'll do the top five now. All right. In a perfect world, what are your top five worlds that you want in Kingdom Hearts? Remember, we're going to count. Disney. This is Has Disney. Been. This is the entire Disney yeah. company. ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I'm trying to run up on Stephen A. Smith. That's so wrong. <laughs> That's enough. That's I want to see Max Kellerman in the corner. I want to see Jalen and Jacoby somewhere in the studio with a picture of Biggie. Uh, I just want to see Shaq just flop one somewhere. Oh, Me personally, I want to see Star Wars. Yes. 
Yeah. Unless I want to see For Star sure. Wars. I think I, we'll, I think I, it might not be a three, but I think eventually we, we will yeah, get Star like, Wars and Kingdom. I mean, yeah. if they're able to do Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like Pirates, of the, I want to see Pirates of the Caribbean again as a reoccurring world. I want to see um, I want to see Tron again. To be honest, I yeah. really want to see Tron. Tron again. Really I do, I do like how they at first. They gave us uh, like old school Tron, yeah. But then when we go back to um, which one was it? It's not Dream Dream Drop Distant. Mm-hmm. They go to Tron Legacy, yeah. And so I think it's really cool. There's still a lot you can do with that. But yeah, honestly, um, Star Wars Tron. I want to see. Um, I can never for I can never remember the name of the place. But like you know, at the very end of Kingdom Hearts two, when you go to fight Ansem. And like you're like, in oh, like and, world, and, world, world, yeah. yeah, end of world or whatever. I low key want to see that world again because that place Ooh. was amazing. I That's love a that deep place. cut right there. Yes, yeah. I, I love that place. Um, <coughs> you already know we're gonna see Hollow Bastion again. Yeah, Radiant Garden, yeah, yeah Radiant whatever Garden. you want to call it. Well, it'd be Radiant Garden at this point. True. And then I, I like my fifth one would have been Traverse Town, but I already know they're bringing that back. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Twilight Town as well. But uh, my last one, I would have to say, hmm. <laughs> I want to think of like a, a whole new a whole new I want to see Aladdin again yeah. alright <laughs> so are they did they confirm Big Hero 6 yeah, yeah. yeah. yes that oh, will be, that, that, that's my fifth one yeah I want to do with Baymax I'm excited for that and yeah of course Star Wars I'd actually love to see Avengers that I would forgot be interesting. with Disney yeah I think that'd be really cool and interesting to see so um having a life have the Avengers back up Sora yeah, that'd be dope. What, um, what do you think? <laughs> Agent Coulson, I need backup. Bro, bro, yo, they're going to get vision. Dude, he's going to have an iron, dude, iron sword suit. Boy, you playing? Iron sword suit. That would kind of that would be that would be so lit. That would be so lit. We get the dorky win with the iron sword suit. Oh my god, that would be. But yeah, um, shoot. Oh, dude, this is because <laughs> like there's already a lot of good ones that have already happened. Oh yeah, um, definitely love to see him go back to Lion King. I mean, there's not really a need to, mm-hmm. but I just, I just kind of like. Especially well, well, this, well uh, actually, yeah. you kind of could, especially with uh, the them. Oh, the second, like, um, they they haven't touched anything on the second yeah, Lion like, King, with, with or even or even if you look at their new revamped. Uh, version, lion Guard. Yeah, the Lion Guard. There's stuff they can do with that. Yeah, true. And they so could bad. even, like, if they wanted to, they could really go further back and we can get young, we can get young Mufasa and young Scar. And that'd Ooh. be like Uncharted Territory. So they could really do whatever they wanted. Yeah, it's like an like origin story. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because, like, the origin, the origin, because, like, everyone, like, Scar is, that's not his real name. Yeah. Like, a lot of people. I forget his know. real name. It's I like, can't it's remember. Like a, uh, thing. It's like Kavasa. It wasn't Kavasa. It was a. Like, it's it's, it's very close to Kovu because Kovu was named yeah. after Scar. Um, so it's close to that. Um, but long story short, um, if they do that, that's literally uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe one or two books out there that's like a lot of people don't know about. So that would be the and way. And then there's there's actually two more. Um, his name is The Taka. Incredibles. Taka. That's his name. Taka. I, I like to see The Incredibles. Ooh. And then, uh, just kind of honorable mention. Finding Nemo would be interesting. Finding Dory. I feel like Same Finding Nemo. Wait, 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 isn't that more? Getting into Pixar now, and would that still be Disney? Still Pixar. Under Disney. In my yeah. opinion, I feel like because <laughs> at they times I feel in. like very separate. Well, they, they they do that intentionally, but like for all intents and purposes, Pixar was is owned by Disney. I feel that if they were to put in Finding Nemo, it would be very similar to uh, Kingdom Hearts one where they had um, 
uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they even did that in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah, but like Kingdom Hearts but, was more but, like a musical kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But like Kingdom Hearts one, I didn't necessarily like. Yeah, the, the Sea World, the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was. Like, it was a little bit slow. I and think. well, maybe because the of the storyline, maybe too. what they needed was like a Finding Nemo type thing where yeah. there's a lot more action. True. True. But at the same time, you don't necessarily have a villain that you're going after. True. Because Ariel is still regarded as very much a Disney princess, even though not for intensive purposes in the Kingdom Hearts realm. Uh, but there's not necessarily a villain in Nemo. You can go. I mean, you can go, you can go after the man stealing Nemo, <laughs> but that's about it. You're gonna be fighting a giant hand. I mean, uh, it, it, it could Darla. be one of those things where like Nemo has been stolen for his heart by Xemnas or Xehanort, one of them two. Yeah, it could or be like a really giant heartless. Yeah, giant heartless has snuck into the world, and now they want to do yada yada yada. Um, are you guys done? Uh. Did you have one? Yeah, I actually had a few. Um, so, Princess and the Frog still hasn't been done. Mm. Oh, I need that nice. to happen. That will be that'll lit. Be nice. I need Princess and the Frog to happen. One of their recent successes, Moana, that needs to happen. Yes. Moana mm. needs to happen. I um, think we will eventually. Yeah. I don't know if I need a world for this, but I need some sort of reference to this because I'm still hurt over this. I want there to be some sort of reference or mention of... Um, Disney Infinity. Mm. I kind of want that to be the hub world. That could be like kind of like probably the final world. Yeah, if they if they go to like the Disney Infinity like hub world, that would that would make my soul happy because I'm super hurt that that game got canceled out of nowhere. Um, obviously, without saying um, Star Wars, it just yeah. it's just it's Star Wars, and I don't know if I want the full Avengers timeline in there because I think it's it's. Not too far out of left field, but like Maybe I want like cameos, specific cameos. Star Lord would fit perfectly. Specific cameos. Um, I'm thinking like probably Sp- Spider Man with Ultron could be a heartless. I could see an Ultron heartless. That would be super dope. Mm-hmm. So maybe an Avengers would work. Um, but it'd have to be the very very specific Avengers. Yeah. Um, Ooh, and technically. Technically, since <laughs> Ooh. and like technically, since mutants are technically now back with the Marvel thing, I would. This will not happen because, yeah, like they have the rights to it. Fox has the rights to it, but I would love to see at least one X Men. That's why this is a fantasy. I know it's not going to happen. If they somehow manage to weave any sort of X Men in there, I'd be super ecstatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like imagine a Wolverine summit. <laughs> Just imagine this. He won't be a summon. He's so, his own character, dog. So real quick, wrong. when well, you guys when you guys have mentioned see. X-Men and uh, Marvel and everything, I had a really crazy thought. I, this would never happen. But I was like, yo, what if Deadpool was in Kingdom Hearts? <sighs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> never going to happen. There's a reason that's not going to happen. <laughs> Wes, you want to go? No. No. All right. All right. Uh, then uh, I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. So... Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of you guys' stuff, the worlds that you guys presented. It'd be super dope. Uh, but yeah. One of the ones that I would really like to see, just because we already see the characters, but they never really have their own place. What if we had a DuckTales world? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That would be be <laughs> what if it was a 2D one? Oh, oh my man. gosh. Dude, so, and this is the thing, like, what if there was uh, not only DuckTales, but what if they had their own, like, Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck! Yes! Let's get That's what I'm saying. 
Hey, hey lit gargoyles, bro. I'm gonna need you to sleep. We gotta. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Can somebody figure out a way to get this podcast to Square Enix? Okay, and then like one, one last thing for me. It'd be really dope if they uh, if they had brought Max, Goofy son. Yeah. If they had like some like extremely some, goofy movie. somehow <laughs> implemented him into Kingdom Hearts, that'd be really dope to me. Yeah, but yeah, Ducktales or Darkwing Duck, but more specifically Ducktales because we already see Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yes. We see uh, Scrooge, yep. anyways, and him and his uh, sea salt ice cream. <laughs> but it would be really cool because we already see them. Um, and I guess, in a sense, it may not make sense because they're essentially merchants, but that's what you got Moogles for. Yeah. Right. And so if you have Moogles running the shops in Radiant Garden Moogle, or wherever you Moogle, are, Moogle. right? <laughs> and then you finally have uh, DuckTales or uh, their own world, Donald's home, like, world. Oh, uh, that'd be amazing. That would be, that would be so great. And on top of that, what if it was just, like, essentially a workshop that they have? So you could go there, and that's where you, like, truly, like, do the in-depth synthesis items and stuff like that. Anyways, I digress. What was I about to say? Anyways, um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. This isn't Disney, but I would really love to include uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. What? That's all you reminded me. Okay, what if they added, like, another Sephiroth battle? But like oh, they're they're, 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 they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. They had it in one. They they're they're two. two. <laughs> they don't speak this. The several bad on one though. That was literally yeah. impossible. Yeah. Oh, I've beaten yeah. it twice. It's Kingdom, not impossible. Kingdom Hearts it's hard. Yeah. It takes a long time, but it's not impossible. I need to. I need to. Find my <laughs> when he had to pause the game so he could go get a drink of water, and use the bathroom. <laughs> I, think, I think it legit took me three hours to, I, to beat him. Because yeah, I remember, I, I remember the, Sep- the Sephiroth battle from uh, Kingdom Hearts two. Took me a day and a half by myself. I'm sitting here. He's like, you know what? Forget this. I'm done. Last time. Boom. No, no help. None of that. I ran out of potions like the first like two minutes. I was like, I'm done. I'm just gonna sit here and cheat the whole time. I'm sitting there blocking. He's still hitting me. I'm like, you know what? It's it. I hit and I took his life all the way down. One last hit. It was by chance. Mm. Made it. I'm like, bruh, if they do another Sephiroth battle, we make it ten times harder than the uh, first two. Oh man. All right, uh, continue with the worlds. Uh, I'm just on like a kind of theme here. What if they had Mighty Ducks? Do you guys remember the old Mighty Ducks yeah. TV show? Yeah, lit, dude. That'd be so. Where are you? You've been. You got some gems in there. I know. Bro. I was just thinking about it. It's like, man, Mighty Ducks would be so dope. <laughs> and obviously, uh, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to. They've already announced, like you guys said, Big Hero Six. And so that it's would dope. that would just be really cool. Flying around Tokyo. But what if they did like um Donald like you you can use Donald Mickey Goofy like on your team and everything like that. But they went through like all the years of Disney's like through their whole timeline and stuff. Dude. Like just in one level though, like they're oh. doing like time travel and things like that. Oh my god! I mean, they've already done Timeless River to start with, so <laughs> it's definitely something <laughs> they could do. <laughs> all right, so. We haven't gotten to it yet, though. I think it's a perfect segue into this Yu-Gi-Oh! mobile app. <laughs> All right. Hold that real quick. Yeah, they've already introduced, like, Timeless River and Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really would be cool. I think that should be one of the things when they're finally ready to close the door on the Kingdom Hearts franchise. True, true. That'd be like, all right, guys, this is our last hurrah. 
And then on the like the very last level is that it takes you throughout like the eras of Disney. And it takes you like different worlds and different timelines and it kinda like progressively till you just get to like what would be another like end of world or world's end or whatever. And then it's like boom, there's the boss and all his like like evil glory or whatever. And then once you beat him you go back to Sora's little island. Yes, Destiny Island. Really and I'm bad. so glad Destiny Island is a legit Playable yes. location. I'm like, yes! With that being said, it's time to duel, folks. We're switching gears in case you didn't catch that one. We're talking about the Yu-Gi-Oh! mobile app that just launched. And I know my dude, Timmy Tunga, is so excited about this. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, man. So speak your piece, brother, man. I'm playing a friend of mine. All right. She's fairly new to the game. Cool. Cool beans. She finally got to stage four, so you can finally duel people. And we're dueling whatever. I got this monster on the field. The 1650. I'm like, cool, whatever. She summons a monster. 1300 attack. I was like, cool. I'm, I'm going to take it out. Bruh. So she's like, she goes into her battle phase. Select the monster you want to attack. She attacked the monster. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> she did the work for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm about to get dying, man. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, in the oh, we know for sure it's in the Apple Store, and I'm pretty sure it's in the Google it's Play Store, it is, yeah. in the Google Play Store as well. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, and it's the newest crazy. I believe it came out. Um, what was it earlier this year? Yeah. So I believe January 10th was when it like dropped in North America or something like that, and. It's been a lot of fun. People, uh, was someone, a friend of ours was asking, he's like, is it really that fun or is it going to die out like Pokemon Go? I really feel like it'll surpass like how long Pokemon Go is so high because you can actually face other duelists in this. It's, uh, you can play your friends like once you get to stage four because you have stages where you kind of level up and more stuff is accessible to you. Uh, Like you, to start off with, you have like a card shop and a handful of like random computers you can face. Um, it's stages like one through three or something like that. As soon as you get to like stage four and up, you can face legendary duelists like Joey Wheeler, uh, Taya Gardner, My Valentine, and stuff like that. And you also get the player versus player arena. In that arena, you can add friends, you can play friends. Right now, I've played two of my friends, and between them, I have a total of eight wins and two losses. So I'll let that speak for itself. Ain't that right, Mookie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so I feel like this train, it, it can go for a long time, and especially because um, not as much as Pokemon, but Yu-Gi-Oh! still has an expansive universe that it can go And through. a pretty deep fan base. Like, the game still has regular tournaments, like, okay. on a weekly, almost monthly basis. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot they can do with it. Um, so, guys, those of you that have been playing for... A minute. What are your thoughts on the game so far? Game's lit. By the way, I have a better record. No, I don't. I know for a fact it's going to surpass Pokemon Go so far. Because for one, it's very nostalgic. Like, you're starting out from the beginning. You're either Seto Kaiba or you're Yami Yugi. Get one of their decks. You still get, like, either one or two of their cards from each other anyway. And you're just, like, you're just going through, like, just the whole process. You're starting from, like, how Yugi started where he had to fight Joey then Taya, then Mai, then Kaiba, and things like that. And then, you, and then for one, they give you, like, a huge reward when you first log in, too. Like, what, 5,000 gems, I think? Yeah, and you can yeah. get, you can get uh, it's $500. Do it. It's 10 packs of 500 jewels. So you can literally load up on she was 10 packs. 
And like it and then it's super at random too, like what type of mods you can get and like what packs you can get and everything like that. Like you get switch between three different packs, you know, the Kaiba pack and then like one of the I think like the um I think it's like the is it from a Yu Gi Oh GX pack? Like I think there's one pack from Dual Academy, but not yeah. GX. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not necessarily. I think GX. it goes as far as Dual Academy. We don't know if this is gonna be because they introduced the game as like, hey, this is a virtual reality where other duelists um, have come, so it's like the latest ever iteration from Kaiba Corp. The thing is, Yugi and Yami exist separately. Yeah. So this we is, know that this is post Yu Gi Oh. Well, not necessarily, because um, what they just introduced is once you get to a certain stage. So you either select Yami Yugi, which if you're very familiar with Yu Gi Oh, you know he is a very different person than Yugi Moto. So what you do when you get to a certain stage. Yugi Moto appears in different places in the game, and you have to face him. Whenever you face him, you get uh, your interaction with the character varies depending on who it is. When you first face him, you said, I have to beat you so I can prove that I can handle this on my own. So it's not quite post Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's around that uh, Duel of Destiny yeah. era, the last yeah. arc. Yeah, because you, you haven't uh, met Pegasus yet, or like the dude from the, uh, who uses like... Uh the under, underworld and everything like that. Yeah, but we have everyone from Dua and like Weedle seem like yeah. Weedle is a character in the, at least in the graphics. Um, Weevil. We, Weevil. Weedle. 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 Whatever, man. Weedle. Weedle. He's, he's, he's still an insect. He <laughs> still gets crushed every time. No, but um, it's very nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. Uh, the battle mode is very, I think, original anime based. I'm not sure if this is based... I don't think it's based on the TV show. I think it's actually based on the original anime and the original card system. Yeah. Um, because some of... A lot of people don't know this. They modified some of the card um, actions in the TV show to make it more interesting. Um, some of them are far more deadlier in anime and, like, on the card system. Some of them are far weaker. Um, that's why there's a ban in Forbidden List is because some of them are just too powerful to be played mm-hmm. in any regular duel. Um, for example... Um, one that's actually perfectly recreated in both the um, the the card game and the TV show is Monster Reborn. Um, Monster Reborn basically gives you a free either tribute summon, special summon, or whatever. It brings a monster that's in your graveyard back from back into battle, not just to, not to your hand, into the battle with no consequences whatsoever, and not just your graveyard, your graveyard. Or your opponent's graveyard. That card has just been... It's just it's literally a free pass to do whatever you want. As long as the card is in the graveyard, you can do whatever you want at that point. Um, but the, the game, it's, it's a lot of fun. We've all been dueling each other. They need to figure out their network code a little bit to make the connections a little stronger and more stable. Other than that, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm a little bit addicted. I thought I was bit. doing something because I'm level 10 on... I'm I'm in what stage eleven and I'm level sixteen with, um, Kyla. I talked to a friend the other day. He's a level thirty six with all characters, uh, level thirty with all the characters, and he's at stage fifty five. Jeez. Yeah. So I apparently thought I was boy putting in work. Yeah, I, he's work. cheating because he and his girlfriend are playing when he's at work. He's playing when she's at work. He's playing, and then they got the game like a, a day early because the friendly was released on January 9th and then they took it down from the store and then they put it back up but they got it while it was on there so they couldn't delete it off their phone so they were just playing 
So they got a, a, a huge head start. And then when the game dropped and they released all those gems, they had all the gems they'd earned plus all the free gems that dropped. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. They, uh, they're, they're, I haven't dueled him yet. I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'm in the process of downloading the game now. Cool. But, uh, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia, just really getting hooked back into the system of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's good that you can, you know, you can just battle anyone that you can meet now. Like, what Pokemon Go lacked was the fact that... You could battle other people. Yeah, like, you, like they had this little thing... Or trade, for even that matter. Yeah. Like, you can trade, battle, set bets, things like that. Like, outside of everything like that. You don't have to, like, walk, like, millions and millions of miles to uh, upgrade people, things like that. You're just like, look, you want to battle right now? Boom, where's your ID card? Or what's your uh, username? Things like that. And then you can attack them like that. It's just more simple than what Pokemon that Pokemon Go should have been. Cool. I wanted to have a quick discussion about this. Some people in the industry feel like mobile games are a plague. I don't necessarily feel the same way. I think there's a bunch of great mobile games. Yu-Gi-Oh! being one, Fallout, uh, Fallout Shelter being another one. We literally fell off a cliff with Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key when it first came out. Matthew was playing the game like a madman. Bro, he was a madman. Yeah. He would sometime. Actually, that wasn't sometime. There was three weeks consecutively where this man single-handedly, and I mean literally, single-handedly kept our clan of six people in the top 1,000. <laughs> I mean literally, single-handedly kept our clan of six people in the top 1,000. You could say I was Curry, KD, and LeBron. Oh my goodness! All combined into one person. Oh, yes, that was his, that was his call sign for the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily hate mobile games. I hate a lot of the ones like Game of War. I tried to play that game every time. Too many ads on screen, bro. Yeah. You gotta wait ninety seven uh, years to do anything. Let me tell you about ads in a game. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, so I'm playing this game. It's called Make 7. So pretty much uh, you start off with, like, one number. So you start off on one, you'll place it, and once you get, like, three ones, it'll com- condense it down into the next number up. So it'll condense three ones down into one, two. And you got to keep going up so you get to seven. So it's like 2048? Kind of, yeah. It's okay. similar to that. Yeah. And so once you get, like, a se- three sevens, it'll clear out a sec- certain section. It just keeps going, whatever. All right, so it's a fun game or whatever, and it's like you lose. All right, now it comes up. That's natural. So I'm going there, whatever. I get a text. I'm like, all right. Let me send a message real quick. So I back up. Add. Got to change the song. Add. Pause the game. Add. Wrong move. Add. Ads everywhere, bro. It is cheeks. It is cheeks, bro. Wrong move. Add. (laughs) Bro, it's cheeks, man. So I can only play the game when I know my phone is dry. So... (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, I hate that. I legitimately hate hate that, bro. You're taking away from your, like, enjoyment of the game when there's too many ads in the game. So I feel like there's a lot of mobile games out there that are just terrible. Like, legitimately terrible, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, again, I would not condone anyone anywhere. Just, oh, I'm out here. I'm playing mobile games just for fun. Nope. Just don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I'm just excited for Nagakan when I just go around like, hey, you trying to battle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm either win or lose I'm coming out with either plus 100 or negative 100 that's actually kind of a really good segue right there uh, yeah. here up, up in a couple of weeks con. yeah this is knock a con I know we talked about this last year but yeah it's coming it's, it's back coming here back, guys. Yeah, so, yeah. what weekend is it? 
It's the 10th through the 12th. I thought it was 11th through the 12th. February 10th through the 12th? 10th through the 12th. February? March. March. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, I can't afford to go. But (laughs) (laughs) The budget. (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh... Four of uh, four out of the five of us at this table went last year, so uh, let's just kind of go around and uh, see what we're excited for. And Matt, what's your kind of exciting experience if you do end up going? So yeah. All right. So. Whew. Keep it PG. Nakakon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. Keep it PG. In the words of my, in the words of one of my mentors that I never really met, but I just watched a lot, of, watched him a lot on TV. Don't get fired. Shout out to Jalen Rose. And Jacoby. Listen no, to the like, radio I'm looking, show. I'm looking forward to like the new, um, the new merchandise we're gonna have to sell. The new yeah. releases on like oh, anime and manga and games and stuff. I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the, uh, to the game tournament they have. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the rave. I'm looking. Oh gosh, there's so much I'm so looking just, forward to. Like, I, I like the environment in general. Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great experience. It's yeah, no one there's judgmental. Yeah, we, no one's a prick. It, like, everyone's. It's, yeah, we made a lot of friends. It's just a uh, great time. So yeah, and on top of that, we get to turn up for Tim's birthday. Woo woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that's one of the best things about a, con- a, a, a convention that's so focused on one thing. It's Comic Con. There's people who are there for Star Wars. Uh, people who are there for Division. People who are there for a whole lot of other nonsense. Uh, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was watching my eBay account. Like, yeah, I don't have a budget, so I'll be selling my stuff on eBay. Check my e- check out my eBay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not about to. Calm down. I'm not gonna pimp the podcast like that. Not yet, anyway. Um, I'm really looking forward to um, the Funimation panel, especially since oh, yes. Funimation announced that collaboration with um, Crunchyroll. Looking forward to the Funimation panel. Hopefully they drop some exclusive stuff. Um, the Funimation panel not only had a panel, they had a booth where they were selling limited edition Blu-ray DVDs of series you can't find anymore. Looking forward to picking those up. There is a guy there who sells limited edition Play Arts Kai figures. Um, I'm really looking forward to picking up a Metal Gear Solid 5 figure this year. Looking up to picking up some Final Fantasy 15 figures this year. They're really hard to find, really hard to get your hands on. So, I talked to the guy, and he didn't say this publicly, and he didn't really wasn't exactly explicit about it. But either himself or someone who lives in his house, because um, they run it's a family business. The week before NakaCon, they literally fly out to Japan, and they actually acquire these figures for extremely cheap, directly from the publisher. I'm talking directly from Square Enix, sometimes directly from the factory. It's not illegal. It's 100% paid for. He pays his taxes. He pays his tariffs. He flies those things over here, and then they blow them up in a truck, and they drive to Nakaton. So these these figures are super limited edition, things you can't find in the States. They're not usually on Ami Ami. And like if they are on Ami Ami or some of these other import sites, you have to pay high taxes, high tariffs on some of these figures. So the fact that he like willingly travels to Japan, gets these limited edition figures, flies them here, and then sells them at a convention in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, like 
I take it back. Olay does not know where Kansas. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Just go across the street to 119 to get you a, a cafe frappe at Starbucks. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I know Olathe is in the middle of nowhere. But, like, seriously, it's a Japan festival in the middle of Kansas. It sells out every year. The hotel sold out so fast this year, we only managed to acquire one room, which is the Sheraton that's connected to the convention figure is out. Did we get a bigger room? We got a bigger room, but only one bed. Last year, we had a, a queen-size uh, we, we got a queen room with two twins. What room comes with one bed in a hotel? It's a, it's a, it's the master room with the king size bed. So it comes with the king size bed, it's like wow, California wow, king, wow, wow. and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a couch bed too. Oh, we about to be struggling. <laughs> you know, air mattresses, air mattresses, hot tubs. Somebody gonna sleep on the windowsill. Shout out to Doom. No, it was dusty. Uh, shout out to Dusty. Dusty <laughs> came to visit me my freshman year of college, and we ran out of room. So my nigga just slept on the windowsill. Shout out to you. You the realist. <laughs> You're real, um, But yeah, super excited for the anime stuff. Really excited. Hopefully we can drop some 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 dubs at the game tournament. Man. Again, Nintendo Switch will be out by that point, so I will I will be taking the Switch with me. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. If you do want to link up with us, um, tweet at us. Email us, um, hit us up on our Facebook page. We will be walking around. We might do some, I don't know about Facebook Live videos, but um, we're going to announce some stuff at the end of the podcast. We are equipped to do like vlogging materials, recap videos, uh, live videos. Yeah, so we, we are well equipped this year to do that. So uh, if you're trying to link up and get in on a video or something like that, let me know. Yeah. Bet. Let Wes know, let Tim know. If I'm there, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna um, be it's gonna be lit. But um, let my uncle know. I was gonna talk about the division um in detail, but we're running really long, so I'll go over it real quick. So the division had a state of the game similar to the Bungie um expos or whatever when they go through talk about how the game's doing. Real quick rundown: one point six is going to be a huge patch that's gonna release soon, and it's going to be free for everyone. Also, Last Stand will be releasing to everyone sometime in the next few months. Both of those DLCs, they're kind of big DLCs. They're pretty meaty. Um, Last Stand is DLC that you had to pay for with Season Pass or purchase separately. Both of those will be releasing simultaneously on PC, Xbox One, PS4. So the the, um, extended limited time exclusivity nonsense, that's over with. So um, it's done. Everyone can access the content at the same time. We don't have dates yet, but 1.6 is essentially a patch that's going to upgrade the Dark Zone. They're going to get DZ North, which is DZ 7, 8, and 9. Um, While if you look at the map, it's not exactly comparable, it doesn't look exactly comparable. What they've done is they've actually added more verticality to the fighting. They've added more rooftops. Also, they've added more in-building combat. So they're saying because of the verticality, and the combat spaces where you can fight within buildings and other large arenas, what they're calling them is battle la- arenas or battle spaces. It's in actual real estate. If you laid it out on a map, every place you can have a battle, it is just as large as DZ 1 through 6. So that's huge, huge expansion. Not to mention that comes out free. Weapon rebalancing, skills rebalancing, sets rebalancing. Some of the name sets are being upgraded to quote-unquote exotic weapons um, to fall in line with Destiny and some of that nature. Um, 
There's going to be rebalancing of those. Last Stand is going to be a PvP-focused DLC. Last Stand will be essentially a PvP, dedicated PvP mode where it's um, 8v8. How do you do 8v8 in a team that has max of 4? Well, you get to team of 4 and you load in, you get stuck with another team of 4. Hopefully the four, team of 4 isn't trash. Anyway, um, it's really kind of sort of like domination within Capture the Flag. Not, I don't want to say Capture the Flag. It's domination broken down into um, phases. So there's three main points on the map, and how you um, win is by killing enemies, killing NPCs, and acquiring these... Um, essentially um points on the map but each point has three field objectives within it the quicker you capture those objectives the more likely you are to capture those um that point and obviously the more of them you have the more points you get per kill um if they're saying because it is a large map you have combat being frequently engaged because you are being drawn to a centrifugal point um, it's basically a black hole sucking everyone into these three points. Sometimes it's going to be a lot of combat interaction, depending on how you split your teams up. Which I'm going to tell you guys now: get your teams ready because you're going to want to be you're going to want to know what you want to do. Um, really looking forward to it. Divisions been making a re- resurgence in the last few months. 1.5 was dope. Survival's been a lot of fun. Me and the boy Jimmy has been going hard on survival. He said he was going to start it today. I doubt it. He's probably still playing Destiny. We ain't mad at him. Um, all that to say, really looking forward to doing more division. Now we're into the end of the show. We want to make a couple dope announcements real quick. Um, so we are getting an official Twitch channel. We are also going to have an official Snapchat. What? Yes, 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 yes. Even more about nothing is going to have an official Snapchat. So. Gonna, we're going to post those links whenever they're ready to go. We want to launch everything simultaneously, which should be within the next week. We are going to have an official Snapchat. We announced the Twitch channel on Facebook. We are going to post a link to everything. So when everything is ready to go, we're going to launch them at the same time. And we're going to put Facebook links. We're going to tweet them out on the official Even More About Nothing Twitter page. We're going to um, hopefully soon here. Um, we're still working on video content. Matt and I have been um, doing work on Adobe Premiere, mostly Matt. <laughs> Matt's really been going hardcore on um, Photoshop. He's really out here, really finessing the Photoshop system. So Matt um, is going to officially be making our Lego. Hey, you wanted something to do, so I gave it to you. You're right. But yeah, right. A lot like we said, we wanted to improve the podcast. We always make the jokes about the budget. We're doing everything we can. We really are out here hustling. We really love this podcast. This is something we do out of a love for you the guys. culture and the system. And we really want to do this for you guys. So we appreciate the love and support you're showing us. We hope and pray that you guys will continue to show us that love and support as we continue to build over this new year and get better at everything that we do. And, yeah. of course, we wouldn't be able to do it without you. So. And ultimately, like, we're doing this for fun because we enjoy it. And... Like you said, it's for you guys. And ultimately, one of the, like, things we would love to happen, like, see this really take off, and we would just love to be, like, in conversations. Not, like, physically in conversations, but being, like, almost people listen to us, and then it's just like, oh, well, that's cool. Never thought of that before. Hey, guess what? Do you guys check out this week's podcast for even more about nothing? Or did you see that stream that Mookie did? And... I mean, if we get there, I mean, that would be phenomenal, but that's just icing on the cake. 
we just want to do this because we enjoy it. Yeah, um, I always say this podcast started between because me and my best friend were sitting there um, having these conversations anyway. And for the long time, I've been trying to. Uh, I've always really wanted to podcast and vlog, and I was as as uh, as uh, extroverted as I am. Um, and it sounds weird, but like I take I take gaming seriously. I'm very protective of, of the culture, and when people try to vulture off of it or bash it for any reason, I'm very protective of it because it is something that got me through some of the hardest times in my life. I have some of my fondest memories playing video games, so I care about the culture, and I really didn't want to do anything haphazardly. So we do this for fun. Ultimately, we if no one was listening, we probably would still do this. Like we would just have these conversations anyway. Um, and we truly appreciate that you were gave us the opportunity to put our voice out there. And not only did you sit down and you listen to us for sometimes three hours, but you guys responded. You guys have tweeted out our podcast. You have responded to emails, um, made fun of us when we messed up, laughed with us, um, cried with us. We've um, how we cried on here um, when um, the shooting. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Orlando shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a somber moment. We felt it was necessary to mention, and you guys responded positively. When we talk about serious things, you respond in in an, in an appropriate way, and we respect you guys um, so much more than we can ever express to you. So, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. This has been another episode of Even More About Nothing. Wait a minute. If your name is Sean, I still beat you in Ninja. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That is all. <laughs> I, 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 w- I would drop the mic, but we kind of need it. Uh, whatever. We don't have a budget. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We really don't have a budget. We can't afford that. Uh, that's a fifteen-year-old beef that's still continuing. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. My brother Sean Jones, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Cheyenne. Shout out to his two beautiful kids, Jaden, my goddaughter, Amora. Um, and we can't forget the Sharpton brothers. And the Sharpton brothers, man. You got to get them back on soon. Y'all are the realists. The realists. You guys have honestly been um, so awesome in everything we do. Uh, if I was to start giving out shout outs to people who supported us in this podcast, we'd be here all day. So I want to say it one more time from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. We're not we sure are, why you listen. We, we don't know why you listen. But we appreciate, we appreciate you. <laughs> and that is all. Salam alaikum. Have a good night. Till next week. See ya. I'm out.